Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Smack dab in the middle of the week, January. T- my sister's birthday. Damn it. I just literally remembered that. I'll have to text her. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, and thrilled to see for the first time in the new year our buddy Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper, friend, one of the great guys, Doc Sports, DOCSports.com. Of course, handicapper. You can find Scott on Twitter. At Scott wins, Scott. Happy New Year! How you doing? I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you guys, man. It's uh, I'm telling you, if people missed that last hour of the show between them all here in Palm. Go back and listen. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to like <laughs> replay your show or spend 20 minutes talking about that. Uh, but the bottom line is, I, I got to apologize to everybody. I drove off the freeway on the way over here when Amal gave his uh, "Who's coming to my funeral" speech. I mean, that was hilarious. So off the wall. <laughs> For those that would like to rewind, the tease is El Salvador, and we'll yes. leave it at that. <laughs> well, well, it's great to see you. Hope you and the family are doing well. It is. I, let's start here, big picture, as we head into wildcard weekend. We've got plenty of weather, and we'll get to all the games with you. Of course, you've got some college basketball and some NBA tonight as well. As a professional handicapper that's been doing this your whole entire adult life, do you start to adjust anything from the NFL regular season in your handicapping to the postseason? Yeah, a little bit. I look for you know little things, and, and I don't always play these, but uh, it's a good idea not to play against them most most years but little things like you know i don't care on in week 10 if my starting quarterback is in his first week 10 start i do care if he's in his first playoff start you know different levels of football and and working i'm going to drop some names here i'll be sure to pick them up before i leave but when you work with guys like you know mike ditka which i did many many years ago um you know Pearson, Drew Pearson, who was on the show many, many years ago for a long time with us. When, when you work with those guys, or Jack Snow, uh, they always tell you about the speed factor in the NFL. You know, obviously, preseason is a little bit of a step up from college football. Regular season, a huge step up from preseason. Playoffs, a huge step up in the quickness and the speed and the decisions you have to make as a quarterback from the regular season. And so the first time into a postseason, you got to think that if you're going to play on a rookie quarterback or a quarterback making his first postseason start, you got to think that, boy, 
What did I see during the course of the regular season that leads me to believe he can handle that jump, that next jump in speed when everybody's playing in a different gear? And I think the record's now 21 wins in the last 59 against the spread when it comes to a quarterback playing in his first playoff game. And that goes back about 20 years. It's 21 and 38 against the numbers. So, you know, it doesn't mean it loses every time or it's an automatic to go against those guys, but it, it sure makes you – for me, most of the time past that game. Not always, but sometimes. Scott, when you look at the end of the regular season, how much of an impact is it for you how a team has played in their last two, four, five games? How far do you maybe track back to see where a team is at? It kind of depends on, I, I try to figure out why they're playing worse or better yeah. than they did the, over the main part of the regular season. I mean, like college bowls, for example, if you're a team that's lost five in a row and you make a bowl game, I tend to look to play on those teams. Uh, you're going to get a better price. And it, it kind of tends to be that way a little bit in the NFL, too, if you got a team that kind of struggled down the stretch. But I want to make sure it's not a fractured locker room or, you know, multitude of injuries. Like with Philly, you know, we're trying to figure out with the Eagles if this is a fractured locker room. We know they've got certain injuries. We know they're not as good as they were in week two and week three and all that kind of stuff. Certainly not at the level they were last year at this time, but they still got Jalen Hurts at quarterback. And so you got to figure out, okay, with the Eagles, is it because that locker room is fractured? Is it because, you know, Nick Sirianni lost two great coordinators and the guys he's brought in have not been anything special or clicking or having that symbiosis? So I look for those things also when it comes to the first weekend of the uh, NFL playoffs. And, and uh, you know, I guess that's the best answer to give is I want to know why they lost those last three or four games going in. And if it's just, you know, they were outplayed in a certain quarter or close loss and calls didn't go their way, I'll tend to look to play on that team because everybody's thinking about, man, you know, Philly's lost five in a row. I'm just using them as an example. And they'll say Philly's lost four or five in a row. And you've got to pay a premium a little bit for that other team because everybody's jumping ship off that team that just lost a few games. I'm going to take Amal's question and we'll go in a per, no particular order with the games on wildcard weekend. And we'll start with the night game. It's going to be on Peacock for those that need uh, to figure it out right now. And that is Miami at Kansas City. And the reason I ask is off of Amal's question, Miami in a bad way right now. Uh, obviously the injuries. We know the weather is going to be atrocious. But I'm particularly thinking about the Chiefs. Lost at home on Christmas to the Raiders. The Bengal game, that was a draw to me. Like, the Chiefs were not good in that matchup. So that is the question. Like, how do you handicap a matchup between the Dolphins and Chiefs with both teams reeling coming in? Yeah, Kansas City's down, obviously, and the offense hasn't clicked. And I think back to, and this doesn't mean they're going to turn it around in the playoffs, but I think about all those drop passes the most in the NFL uh, this season. And if they caught half of those balls, we wouldn't be talking about the Kansas City Chiefs offense being way down from where it was a year ago. Down a bit, but not crazy. I mean, the number of drops that ended drives or put them in a tough position to pick up a third down and long. Um, so if they can catch the football, that'll be great. I will say this. Uh, one thing we've seen out of Miami since day one this season, they're a bully. They beat up bad teams. They lose to good teams. That, to me, means more. Uh, you look at what they've done, 1-5 against the spread against teams with a winning record, 9-2 and two against teams with a losing record. They go from 35.5 points per game against uh, losing teams to 17.7 points per game on offense against winning teams. And the defense is no better, guys. I mean, they allow 33 points a game against winning teams, 17.5 against losing teams. In a nutshell, they're a bully as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and Kansas City's not only a winning team, but you'll recall that their blitz package when they played in Germany, uh, that blitz package really messed with, with Tua. Uh, he didn't throw any picks, but he threw for only 190 yards and about 5.7 yards per pass, and that's not their type. 
of uh, of offense. And you know, real quick, I know Mostert's probably going to play. It looks like, or at least give it a shot. But he, you know, they're not really healthy, and we know that that defense is really banged up too. It's kind of funny because I was looking at the list last night of all the injuries to Miami. I, I thought I was a senior in high school again, having to read Leo Tolstoy novel by the end of the weekend, and it's just <laughs> one injury after another. Uh, so anyway. Uh, they basically, I, I think KC is more trustworthy in this spot than are the Miami Dolphins. Mahomes, better coach. I like the better quarterback. I like the better coach. And I also think besides betting on Kansas City, which is what I've done already, is that prop on, on uh, Kelsey to score a touchdown. It was even money yesterday. Yeah, he's got 16 touchdowns in 14 playoff games. And he's going up against a team that's terrible in the red zone on defense. And who does Mahomes trust inside the red zone? It's Travis Kelsey, especially this year. So I thought it even money that Kelsey propped to score a touchdown wasn't a bad idea. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, just obviously you believe they're going to move on this weekend. But what's your overall assessment on this team? And can they win four games? Yeah, I'm not so sure about four games. I know the defense. See, the one thing that gives them a shot is if they play just a little bit better with their skill people on offense, they could do it uh, because that defensive front is so darn good. And in the secondary, being more experienced this year is going to also, I believe, have a chance to shine at least in this first game and maybe after this first game if they can get the win. Uh, but I think because of that defensive front, man, they're so good at getting after and putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, they got a shot. They just got to shore up these drop passes and some of these bonehead moves that are being made by the whiteouts uh, throughout the course of the season. Um, I look at the AFC and I'm thinking you got to go. Th- I like Buffalo better now than we did five weeks ago after he made the change with offensive coordinator. We can talk about that in a bit. Um, Baltimore is the best team in football right now, obviously, and I don't think KC can get past Baltimore. Well, let's jump to the Buffalo matchup because in, in no pressure here, Scott sticks with us for an hour on Wednesday. So, if we get close to the break, feel free. Just we'll continue the conversation after. Okay. The T. Te- uh, look, we t- we joked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, if you don't want to lay doubles, it's ten right now. Buffalo laying ten, thirty six on the total hosting Pittsburgh. That I understand that, but without T. J. Watt, how can you back Pittsburgh? I agree. I mean, I saw the stat the other day. Pittsburgh is at one hundred and fifteen games throughout the course of T.J. Watt being in the NFL. And in those 115 games, they're 69-33-2 with Watt on the field, allowing under 20 points per game, sack rate 9%. Without Watt, the Steelers are 1-10. They give up 26 points per game with a sack rate of 6.5%. I, I borrowed that off of, it might have been Action or something like that, one of those other websites. Or it might have been VEASAN, too. But the bottom line is is that, you know, that's pretty terrific when you have stats like that jumping out at you. It looks like Dustin wants to jump in here. Yeah, I have breaking news. Nick Saban okay. is retiring at Alabama. Oof. Okay, I just stepped on you. Do it again. Breaking news in college football. Seven-time national champion Nick Saban is retiring. Let that sit sink in for a second. I had to sit here so, for a minute with my mouth though. I, I yeah. looked in the camera <laughs> and I realized my mouth was open. I I did not see that coming. Although the way he was speaking was very melancholy-ish towards the end of the season. All right. So again, if you're just joining us, Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. This is Vsin, the esports betting network. We open the show 
with breaking news and a shocker, and that is Pete Carroll is going to move to the front office. He is done as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, but that pales in comparison to the news we are breaking now here on Sharp Money, and good job by the big guy. Nick Saban, it's being reported by credible sources, is retiring. Sources are reporting the six-time national champion winner there at Alabama has called it quits. Amal Shaw, your immediate reaction. Surprise, shocking. I still thought he had another championship running him for next season. They've got some talent coming back. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a combination of maybe it's just so much work now with the transfer portal and NIL. Guys, we talked about it uh, with Barrett Salee the other day. You know, you're going to see college coaches now jump to the NFL because they're tired of what they've got to go through. You recruit a player. They don't play within a season, and then they're looking to move on. I'll give you a quick story before we go to break. Quinn Ewers and his family went to Ryan Day and said, we want to be named the starter in, your so- in uh, his sophomore year. There's a guy that's playing on Sunday, Saturday that was ahead of him that was the number two pick in C.J. Stroud. I mean, this is what college football has become. Nick Saban wow. retiring as the head football coach there at Alabama. Is it going to be Kirby? Is it going to be Dabo? Who's next for the Crimson Tide? We'll come back and discuss with Scott Spritzer. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VSIN subscriber. As a matter of fact, professional handicapper Scott Spritzer was just telling Dustin a couple of plays he could add to the sheet. You only get the plays when you become a VSIN pro. 
999 uh, over the last couple of days the big guy number two as far as the picks seven and two Amal's been hot as well so make sure you go sign up vcin.com slash subscribe for 999 right now we got you back here sharp money presented by DraftKings, and i have to tell you some absolutely astounding news coming out of the sports world in regards to coaches one in the nfl pete carroll has moved to the front office with the Seattle Seahawks. It was mutual or presented as mutual that the Seahawks legend, Super Bowl winner there, all-time wins as far as a head coach with the Seahawks. That is Pete Carroll, and he is stepping away from the head coaching position there with the Seahawks. And this one's bigger. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper. Great take from Amal going to break, so I'll announce it, and Scott, I'll come to you for a takeaway. Breaking news, Alabama head coach Nick Saban is retiring. This is a shocker. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like thinking opt-outs, not opt-outs, but uh, transfers and decommits like crazy coming down the pike, I think, for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, if you're a high school kid or a transfer and you're going to play for Nick Saban, all of a sudden this comes out. Now I'm seeing it on the TVs, too. So a uh, great job by Dustin of getting that before just about everybody. Uh, but I was just going to say that, you know, this program was in a world of hurt there for a few years before Saban arrived. Unless they go out and get a Kirby Smart type, it's hard to imagine that they're going to be able to keep around too many of these blue chippers and four and five stars that they've recruited over the last several months and transfer portal and all that. Um, do you want to play for Alabama? No offense to Alabama, but do you want to play for him if you committed to play for Nick Saban and now he's gone? And Texas and Oklahoma making the move to the SEC just said, oh, this is great. Couldn't have been any better than you know Nick Saban moving on. So I, I think they got to go after Kirby Smart the best they can, just throw a fistful of money at him and see if he'll come to Tuscaloosa. Imal, that's what I said. I said, Kirby, now we all have discussed the job that Georgia is and Kirby's built it into a powerhouse, obviously. I don't think Kirby's going to leave. I don't think Dabo's going to leave. But obviously I had to bring up the two names, Kirby with the connection, many years with Alabama, and Dabo obviously played football there at Alabama. Yeah, I I think Kirby being from Georgia, he's going to stay. I mean, that was probably the dream job at UGA. You mentioned uh, Dabo and what he's done at Clemson. Now, remember, he did play for U of A, uh, so he might consider going back there. But, guys, I can't really think of a name off the top of my head that they would look to hire who would be the person to fit in immediately following, uh, obviously, Nick Saban. This is going to be a challenge. And remember, Alabama has had some great, great successes. You had, obviously, Bear Bryant. Gene Stallings won a national championship there. But then you've had some lean years there as well. Remember Mike DeBose and then, of course, uh, David Shula. So Nick Saban's run, obviously, going to come to an end here. But, you know, I was looking at his numbers. I'm going to throw a quick stat out there. Nick Saban didn't lose three games. I mean, you have to go back to the 2010 season. Last 13 years, Bama never lost more than two games. And who wants to be the guy who replaces the ultimate? You know, I mean... I'm just going to speak from, you know, my own experience growing up in Nebraska and being a Cordesker fan all of my life. You had a coach who in 25 years never won fewer than nine games in Tom Osborne. You bring in Frank Solich, and it's like, boy, Frank only goes out and goes like 57 and 18 or whatever it was and gets canned. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, do you want to be that guy that replaces uh, one of the greatest coaches, if not the best of all time? Do they go? I mean, I'm just going to throw a couple of names out there. Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian. You know, guys who've had connections to Alabama in the past are these guys that maybe the names pop up. And, you know, Kiffin might be a far a far reach. But I'm thinking, you know, do you go out and get a Steve Sarkeesian and take him away from Texas? Patrick, go ahead, Dustin. I, so 
Kiffin, I think it makes sense because Ole Miss, even though they're spending a lot of money in the transfer portal right now in NIL, uh, I think he would make sense. I think Sark is happy at Texas. I think Texas is one of those gigs. It's a, it's actually a downgrade in job, Texas sure. to Alabama, uh, unless they're going to throw money at him, but Texas has the money to keep him. Uh, I think thinking the problem is where we're at right now in the, in the hiring process. A lot of these, like, sexy names – have gotten scooped up, the big coordinators, the, 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 the people moving up from one program to another. And Alabama's a delusional fan base. I think you always have to keep that in mind with them. They're, they were pretty irrelevant for a long time. They did not matter in the SEC for a very long time till they were able to, to get rid of Shula, replace him with Saban. Saban took a couple of years, and once he got going, it became something like we've never seen before in college football. But Alabama is one of the more overrated jobs in the country when you consider – the state of Alabama doesn't have that many people in it. I, I agree completely with uh, Dustin in terms of what he just said. I was going to echo the same sentiments. I said David Shula is Mike Shula, but to me, this is not as great of a job as people will think because of the run that Nick Saban had, and I thought Scott put it very well. You don't want to follow. Think about this. Frank Solich never had a losing season at Nebraska. He had only one season out of six where he didn't win nine games, and they ran him off because Dr. Tom was one of the greatest coaches of all time. And I think that's the challenge here. I think right now when you look at it, Patrick, we had this conversation a few weeks ago, best states to recruit in. We don't have Alabama in that top five. Oh, no. And to me, it's not as coveted of a job when you think about what LSU does, what Georgia does, what Florida could potentially return to, uh, Tennessee's on the rise. I, I think you need the right coach and the right personality in there. And, and Scott said it so well. Do you want to follow John Wooden? Do you want to follow Tom Osborne? Those aren't guys you want to follow. Nick Saban is in that same category. Look, in between Gene Stallings, who obviously had a connection, but, you know, Mike DuBose, as Amal mentioned, yeah. Dennis Francione, remember? Mm. Mike Price didn't actually coach a game because he was hanging out with Dustin at the script club. <laughs> uh, Mike Shula, and then Nick Saban. So the Saban hire lets you know that Alabama, you don't have to have a connection to the school, so I'll give you the name. And I think it's the name they have to go after and just say, blank check, Please, we're begging you, leave Washington, Kalen DeBoer, Good and come, come to Alabama for the next 20 years. It's your job if you want it. Go for it. That's you, what you I You know what else about DeBoer? I, that's a great uh, name to throw out Number there. Number one. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. And uh, he's used to not having – I mean, he doesn't have a big recruiting base. He, he's sitting in a state that's next to Idaho and Wyoming and Oregon, and those don't those those states don't bring a great – recruiting base as far as high school football players are concerned, obviously, because of their population. So he's already used to, you know, not having a lot to work with as far as recruits are concerned. I think that's a great fit. Well, he's, if they th can those, bring him in. those kids who go to Washington have to go multiple states for their family to watch them play. Sure. They have to get on planes. Yep. At least in Alabama, if he's recruiting Georgia, sure. Ar wherever, whatever states, Mississippi that are nearby, it's a car ride for them on a Saturday. They're back Sunday and at work on Monday. It's a totally different style of recruiting. When I, when I saw that this was open, when Saban was stepping down, Kalen DeBoer with a bullet was number one on the list. I think you have to, and now's the time to get him when he has to rebuild that receiving court, sure. Washington. They're going to get hit with a ton of guys going to the draft. For him, he has to capitalize on that. And if Alabama comes offering, well, I just said it's an overrated job, it's still a better job than Washington, and he will be the highest-paid state employee in the state <laughs> of Alabama. You guys make great points on Kellen DeBoer, and I think he'd be an excellent choice. Now, from Kellen DeBoer's perspective, I would argue – 
do you want to go to Tuscaloosa? He's a guy that grew up in South Dakota. Now he's at Washington. Remember, he had to stop at Indiana as an OC and then at Fresno State as a head coach. So that's the first question. The second thing I would point to and say, there's a lot less pressure at Washington than there is at Alabama. You have one of the most beautiful campuses in America. You are in an absolute huge metropolis in Seattle. Do you want to make that move to a smaller town where every decision you make is going to be absolutely analyzed and dissected every time where at UW, you're going to get great support, but they're not going to run you off if you go nine and three. And, and you know one thing about you mentioned about DeBoer and, and where he's from. I, I think Saban's just amazing, but being a regional fit yeah. for a personality is important to a certain extent. I still think he's the best option, but I'll say real quickly, like I, I was having dinner one night, guys, with John Makovic, the former Texas Longhorns coach. And we're sitting there and we're talking, and he said, and he didn't mean this, and I, I kind of brought up the the, uh, the little analysis on this one or whatever, and I said, it seemed like when you were at Texas, you found success, you did. However, you know, you're a wine and cheese guy. And back then when he was coaching in Austin, that was a beer and hot dogs, a beer and pork rinds job. And he was wine and cheese. And you got to make sure his personality can handle and fit. You can go 8-4 and four one year at Washington and nobody's going to complain. You can't go 8-4 and four one year at Alabama after what Saban's done. And, and Patrick, just to add, we already saw this type of situation. It's not completely the same. Brian Harson went from Boise State down to Auburn. And it was culturally just not a fit. Yeah. No, it's a good point. My assumption is Saban has already handpicked his successor. I would agree. I think. I think there's something sure. to that. That would be my guess. The name that's going to be floated mostly would be Lane Kiffin, who went to Nick Saban rehab and flipped it <laughs> to the old Miss. Jo- Excuse me, flipped it to the Florida, the he went to Florida Atlantic yeah. first, and then flipped it to Ole Miss. I think that would be a grave mistake. He's a wildly overrated co- coach, in my opinion. It'll be fascinating. It really will be fascinating. I think if you just want the best football coach, I think Kalen DeBoer is the answer. Dustin had him one as well. And I don't think history with the program matters. Nick Saban had nothing to do with the school. And he's gone on to essentially pass Bear Bryant. There's already a statue there in Tuscaloosa. All right, so if you're just joining us, we'll continue with the handicapping. Certainly huge news. And that is Nick Saban, six-time national champ at Alabama, is retiring as a head football coach at the University of Alabama. We're coming back with Scott Spritzer next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VEASAN Pro for $9.99 for a month. If you like it, stick around. Become part of the family and the team. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Daily best bets. Access to the betting splits. Upcoming big games. As far as the betting guide and more. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We got you back. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. Right there in the middle is professional handicapper Scott Spritzer. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. A busy week, certainly with wildcard weekend coming up, but a busy day. You wanted to top Mike Vrabel being let go by the Titans yesterday. So the Seattle Seahawks said, hold our beer. And they, mm, I guess, mutually agreed to part ways with a legend there up in Seattle. And that is Pete Carroll. 
And then a bombshell. Dustin had his mouth agape. It was hanging <laughs> like a hand dog, like a dog. Like it was at, and I and, and Scott Spritzer in the middle of the Pittsburgh Buffalo handicap said, Big guy, you okay? <laughs> the big guy came on and told us I'm not because there was no you know, it's interesting. There was no retirement tour. Think Coach K where Coach K said, 17 years out, I'm thinking about retiring, so get ready. Nick Saban is retiring as the head football coach there at Alabama, six-time national champ, probably the GOAT. He and Bear Bryant, that's the conversation. That's the school. So our conversation now turns to who will replace him. Dabo had been long thought potentially the replacement, but he's a legend at Clemson. Of course, the wide receiver there at Alabama. Kirby Smart was a longtime defensive coordinator, an assistant under Nick Saban. But the George job is just a better job, and he's built a powerhouse. He's not going to leave Athens. Dustin just texted me, where does Alabama rank in just the new look SEC? Maybe we can have that conversation, boys, just as a job. Remove the Bear Bryant stigma along with Nick Saban. Where does the Amal, where does the Alabama job rank in the SEC? I remember we did the kind of a debate on this one. I think we had it somewhere between three and five in the SEC. And I would probably stick by that. I, I think Georgia, Florida, and LSU, in my estimation, are still better jobs in the Southeastern Conference. And now you throw in Texas, I think Alabama pushes somewhere out to five or six. The age is interesting here, too, boys, because Nick Saban's 72. He's retired. Pete Carroll's 72. He just stepped down as the head coach. Bill Belichick, 71. And there's a question mark. What will happen with Bill Belichick, who apparently has been begging the crafts to let him stick around Foxborough? But big guy, you and I agree. We both want – I don't even think it's a question. If Kalen DeBoer would come, you roll out the red carpet and you just fall all over yourself. There's no connection to Alabama. That doesn't matter. There wasn't a connection with Nick Saban. DeBoer just lost his 12th game as a head coach. That's insane. What else you got there, big guy? He's 49 years old as well. Um, some other names I'd like to throw at you guys. You tell me your, your vibe when I throw the name at you. And look, we can say they may not leave the job they're going to, but they need to be in the mix for this, and I think they will interview. Uh, you guys mentioned Dabo, so we'll skip it. Dan Lanning. How, 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 could, how can Dan Lanning and what he does defensively especially, the way he built up Bo Nix, how can Dan Lanning not be one of the top three candidates for the Alabama job now? I, I was just going to say I'll make uh, – it's probably too uh, too heavy of a favorite, but I'll, I'll make DeBoer plus 350 as the favorite. I'll come back with Lanning as maybe plus 550 as the second favorite. And I, I like that quite a bit because he's proven what he can do on both sides of the line of scrimmage. He knows the kind of coordinator that fits what he wants to do, which is like DeBoer. DeBoer goes out and gets guys who are going to fit with him. You know, you, just real quick, you mentioned Belichick, and I kept – I just wanted to mention, you know, and everybody's probably talked about this on this show – his win percentage as an NFL head coach before and after Brady is like 450. You know, I, I just don't get this whole Belichick love. I mean, it was great when Brady was there. He had the right assistance, but no more. Uh, but anyway, as far as back to that question, I would make I would put Lanning up there. Kiffin's in that top five or six. I think he has to be, even though I don't think Alabama. I agree with Patrick. I don't think Alabama should go after Lane Kiffin. I really don't. But he would have to be top five or six for me. Well, how about this? The biggest challenge right now in the SEC overall, forget divisions, for Alabama is Georgia and what Georgia has built. Kirby came from Saban. Sure. Lanning 
comes from Kirby. Right. Who better to go after your enemy than someone who knows how he operates? Sure. No, it's another great coach to throw uh, out there. Uh, real quick, Lanning's got a $20 million buyout. That's okay. You want to win football games in Alabama? That's what you got to do. That's not much. That, that's not a lot for Alabama, you know, for an Alabama program. I mean, if Texas A&M can pay $70 million for a buyout, well, listen, you know. A&M <laughs> has oil money, and they're delusional. Yeah, but they paid a lot of those, those but, contracts. But because, they're delu <laughs> because they're delusional. I think they're still paying Kevin Sumlin <laughs> yeah, right now. So. Um, one, thing, one thing we do know as far as PR, that Lanning is very concerted. He went on the national championship broadcast to raise his Q rating. We know that's what you do. There's no need to do it, and he chose to do so. His press conferences this year built steam, right? He was talking social issues. He was you know, backing up his players. He knew there was a bit of a grandstanding element to Lanning, so I believe he wants to be bigger than he already is. Yeah. He's got a good job at Oregon. It's not the best job in college football. And how old is he? 37, 38? He's, DeBoer's 49. So Dan Lanning is younger. Dan Lanning is 37. Yeah. So uh, Dan Lanning is a year, two years younger than me. I, I think there's very – <laughs> <there's a> very... <laughs> That's crazy. ego. Yeah. But, like, just to, go just to show you how mature he is, right? To, he considers no, the things it. I say. And I he You're a good coach, too. Yeah, I am a good coach. You should see my Madden record. Um, <laughs> Kalen DeBoer, Kalen DeBoer, Dabo Sweeney, Dan Lanning, that's the top three. Jed Fish outside of the box. I'm going to say a name right now that's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. But he's absolutely going to get interviewed for this job. And everyone loves to crush him, and everyone loves to root against him. And that's part of why he would be a guy to go here. I'm talking about Deion Sanders. They're, they're not bringing oh, in Deion. Oh, he's in the commercials with, with Saban, too. There's a connection. They seem like they get along. That's an interesting name. Deion's a smart, you were smart say, guy, but I don't know. I mean, do you go after him? He's unproven so far. Yeah, I, that's, why, know, I, that's why I don't understand the affinity for Dan Lanning. I mean, if you look at Dan Lanning and say, okay, great. You beat Lincoln Riley. Who hasn't this last couple of seasons? You're 0-3 against Kalen DeBoer. So are you going to beat Kirby Smart now? I like what Patrick said about Lanning, though. I mean, look, it's bringing up Dion. Look what he said. I mean, he, he wants – I'm not going to say Oregon's not a great job. It is. He wants bigger and better things. I mean, when you see what he did with Dion, you know, uh, we play for wins. They play yeah. for clicks. clicks yeah. You know, I mean, I, boy, he just seems like he's a little bit more out there, and I don't mean that in a bad way, a little bit more out there as far as making himself, making himself accessible. The Dion mention, I mean, he's got – the connection with Saban from working with him on TV a little bit, but I keep thinking he's got to prove himself. And so far he's totally ignoring the traditional recruiting, and he's just going after again this year. I agree. Nothing but transfer portals. He, but he will be interviewed. And then are these two names sexy enough? One of them just took a job. One said he won't take a job. I think we all agree they're both great football coaches, but I don't know if they're sexy enough for Alabama, but they could get in the mix depending on how this thing shakes out. Lance Leipold. He's kind of old, isn't he? Like about 60. Yeah, he's about Is he 60. And then, yeah. then Jonathan Smith, who just went to Michigan State. I don't think he's done enough yet to warrant Alabama, but if they were buying low, that would be the name. I don't know if it's as simple as Steve Sarkeesian used to coach here. He's going to be an option. Lane Kiffin was the heir apparent under Saban for all those years. He's just going to come over. I don't think it's that simple. That right? would be so goofy. If they hire Kiffin, that would be the goofiest I, I don't think they're hiring Saban of the, all time. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I don't think they're hiring either of those guys, Sark or Kiff. Yeah. I mean, the, the guys, it's only one. I'm sorry. DeBoer. DeBoer is the answer. <laughs> it's the only answer, Dustin. It, it, look, you're, 
Dion's an interesting name, and I agree. I think there will be even just to do him a favor. I we talked about it a little bit during the break, boys. Do you disagree with my assertion that Saban's a calculated person and he he cares about legacy? I believe he's already handpicked his successor. I think there's something to that. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Well, if he cares Absolutely. about legacy, then bring in Sark. They'll be seven and seven in two seasons. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the. I agree with you. I think he knows Sark isn't a, isn't that good. Like, and I think Lane's the same. You know, I, I Lane would recruit there. We know that. But DeBoer, if you just want to, if you want to keep it, you know, kind of consistent as far as just a medium personality that's not going to embarrass the university and win a ton of football games, it's Kalen DeBoer. What about a great coach who's not coaching right now? Has won a national title. He coached under Jimbo Nixon. Fisher. There's zero percent. If Saban is co-signing, there's a zero percent chance he allows Jimbo Fisher to follow him. He can't. They can't stand each other. To me, it's three names. It's three names. It's DeBoer. It's Dabo. It's Dan Lanning. That's it. Those are the three targets you have to go after. Kalen DeBoer and Dan Lanning do not want to be in the Big Ten next year, playing all the way in the Pacific Northwest. You guys really don't think that Kirby's – I mean, it comes to this. No, it's no, the no. Cabbage. Kirby, Kirby's smart. Really think think about about His dad's a legend yeah. in Georgia high school. He but played at UGA. But wouldn't you offer him the state? I mean, just no. – no, But, but, but Georgia's well. actually a better job than yeah. Bama. Well, I'm not saying it's job, not. Yeah. I'm just saying I would throw as every penny I have – to try to get him, and he can refuse it. Yeah, no, sure. Know. And I think Dan Lanning might refuse it as well. Trust me, if Georgia lost what they had with Kirby, the gov- the state government would have a state of emergency <laughs> and say, we've got to declare the Kirby smart day here. we got to pay him. <laughs> my gut, my gut tells me Dustin's right. I think it's going to be Dan Lanning. i got a weird vibe. He's 37. We got him for the next 30 years. Oh, God. There's something to I, – I, there's Coast something to Georgia. To, there's something to the landing rumor. Come back with Wild Card Weekend and Scott Spritzer. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Amal just brought up a name potentially to replace Saban at Alabama that I think, I think this guy's the third greatest college football coach of all time. We'll have that discussion, but first, bet $5, get 200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings, promo code is Vegas for new customers. Again, five bucks gets you $200 instantly. A no sweat same game parlay for all bettors over at DraftKings. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Scott Spreitzer, Doc Sports, professional handicapper. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome you back on a busy day. Of course, it's a huge week. It's, it's crazy, though, because as we welcome you back, we tell you Pete Carroll is not going to be coaching the Seattle Seahawks anymore. And Nick Saban is retiring as the head coach at Alabama, six-time national champ. So we've been going through the names I think universally, we mentioned Jed Fish, maybe complications there, but Kalen DeBoer to me would be the answer. And then Dan Lanning, those are kind of two, the two young hot coaches, of course, Oregon. But I'm all mentioned, and I'll let him say it. I don't want to steal his thunder here. You mentioned the name potentially replacing Saban. And I think you can interchange Bear Bryant and Nick Saban as one, two, however you want to line them up. But for me, the third best in the third greatest college football coach of all time is who you believe not necessarily is going to replace him, but it's an interesting name. He said Pete Carroll, right? (laughs) No, he said Dan Quinn. (laughs) That's Urban Meyer. You know, Patrick, when you look at it, this is a guy that has coached in college football for 17 seasons. His worst record in college football was eight and five. At Florida is last year. Eight and three at Bowling Green, nine and three, 22 and two in two seasons at Florida, 65 and 15 at the, uh, at the Gators. I'm sorry, 22 and two at Utah. And then 83 and nine at Ohio State. This is, I mean, it is absurd when you think about what he's been able to accomplish. Three national titles. Remember, he beat Nick Saban. He's got a two and one uh, lifetime record against Saban. I don't think they'll hire him, uh, but he's a guy. I'm telling you right now, if they're bringing Dabo Sweeney, it's a mistake. I got a, I just went to TuscaloosaNews.com, and they've got their list at the top. Dan Lanning says maybe their uh, their guy Byrne, who really hire coaches, should take indirect advice from Saban and hire Lanning. That's the headline there. Uh, the second coach, Steve Sarkeesian. Mike Norville of Florida State is no, third. No, 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 that guy. That's, it, I'm, I'm shocked when I see that on here. We're never hearing from Mike Norville again. I'm, I'm not buying Florida oh, I, State. Oh, I, I don't think they should hire him, but he's the third guy on the list. That's Dabble Sweeney, Dabble Sweeney fourth. Those are the four. That, they didn't even name DeBoer. They're totally as, missing the. As someone who trolls, it. that is a great troll because it got me. <laughs> you know, the reason I also believe that Saban – probably didn't announce this without a hand-picked successor as I'm reading boys that because of the retirement Alabama is going to reopen for the next 30 days the transfer portal sure so I, again I don't know exactly how the portal works it's all confusing but a, a reopening of the portal you would assume that Saban would have had somebody in mind and contacted the recruits or commitments and said, don't worry, we've got everything taken care of behind the scenes. Am I just making well, this up or living in la-la land here, all? Well, the transfer portal has two windows. One is during December, and then one is in the spring or towards the summertime. I forgot the exact dates on that one. But in terms of the recruits, you have your pretty much your recruiting class signed. There's two signing periods, one in December and one in February. The majority of players that are going to go to Alabama have already signed in their early enrollees. So those guys are going to be there for now the first year. Now they're filling out yeah. the remaining slots in the next portal. Yeah. 
Let me throw this at you guys. I'm, I'm just I'm still on TuscaloosaNews.com. Saban wanted to bring Lenning back into the Alabama staff in 2018, but Georgia coach Kirby Smart did so two days before Saban could. Um, of course, Lanning had been there as a defensive graduate assistant in 2015 at Alabama. He went on to say on on three, I've got a lot of respect for Coach Saban. I probably learned more in football than any other year in my career uh, working for Coach. So this is, you know, Byrne, the athletic director for Alabama. I think he may have had some indirect nudges from Nick Saban when it came to Dan Lanning. That could be that connection, which you mentioned, uh, Patrick, about he's probably already handpicked somebody doesn't it sound like it's potentially Dan Lanning? Would you, would you guys, if you're Dan Lanning, would yep. you take the job? Yes. I just think the cons it, it is hard to be consistent at Oregon. And He's I in the get, Big Ten, though, now. And you know, that doesn't no, hurt. No, but I, I think that makes it a little bit harder because the map is so off in the Big Ten. you got a few schools on the West Coast. Then you have that East Coast thing in the Midwest. The SEC is still the – it's still – everyone's located in the same general area. Your recruiting population is kind of what, what everyone else is working with. And traditionally, you have a lot of history there compared to everyone else around you when it comes to recruiting. I think the age is a big factor for Dan Lanning. I think Patrick brought that up. 37 years old. We're talking if he's a hit. If you get this higher right, it is 25, maybe 30 years of him just dominating it's down gonna there. It's going to be Lanning. It's going to be Lanning. I, it, I have a weird vibe. Also, I really do. Also, I think D in, this is we've been talking about the NFL head coach openings and how you got to go offense. I think in the SEC it's the opposite. I think in the SEC you got to go defense. It's a different brand of football. Sure. You always have to be physical. You always have to be able to stop the run, get to quarterbacks. I just think the SEC is a different element than the rest of the nation. And Dan Landing's a guy who did it at Georgia for a few years, won a national title, and capitalized. I, I hear the argument you guys are making, and I think it's a good one. I think Lanning's probably right there at the top two or three on their list. But if I were Dan Lanning, I wouldn't take the job. First of all, Scott brought it up. You don't want to follow Nick Saban. There's going to be intense pressure. And I think the way college football is now, it's just ramped up based on the salaries of the coaches. In Oregon, you're going to be in the Pac-10. I mean, excuse me, in the Big Ten. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams in the Big Ten. And Oregon, even with Mario Cristobal, two out of the last three years, won double-digit games. You have all that Nike money. You still recruit California. Do you want to recruit against Brian Kelly, Kirby Smart, and the rest of these guys down in the SEC? If you don't want the pressure of being the best going up against uh -oh. the best, then don't, don't do the job. Now, there's pressure and being the best are two <laughs> completely separate things. Go do something else. You Go got people. Here's, here's the reason I. Here's the reason. Here's the reason I kind of agree with what I'm all saying. I agree with both of you guys. I'm not trying to be Mr. Neutral here, but the bottom line is, is that. Do you want to follow that legend? Yeah. He can't go 8-4 and four and 9-3 and three the first two years. He can't go to the Holiday Bowl or to the Pop-Tart Bowl or whatever's <laughs> out there. Or they're gonna have, there's going to be – that state's going to go nuts. You have to oh, win. We talk about, we talk about spots in sports betting all the time, Scott. Like this team's in a bad spot. For example, Minnesota is playing Boston today on a back-to-back. -back. They arrived apparently at 1 a.m. this morning, so they're not going to be rested. And, and Boston's laying 9.5. The next coach this year at Alabama is in a horrible spot. Yes. <laughs> the pressure is going to be the same, and people aren't going to cut him slack in Tuscaloosa. By the way, the easiest job in America today 
is a sports talk show host in Tuscaloosa. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Open phone lines. What do you got? What are we going to talk about? For the next month. <laughs> for the, Honestly, for the next, until football season oh, starts, right. this will lead every broadcast in Tuscaloosa on, on local talk. That's how big it is. I mean, look, he well, was playing, he was coaching for years with a statue already built. Going to get a lot of private plane experts out there in the next couple weeks <laughs> monitoring who's landing at the Tuscaloosa airport, where it's coming from, what time it left, what time it arrived. I, I, there's going to be a lot of that coming the next three weeks. I do agree with what Patrick said, though. I think they kind of may have someone in mind or a thought. Now, whether they get that person or not, we won't, we'll never know. But I, I feel like there was probably a plan in place. Yeah, like Pete, I'm going to circle back to segment one when I got made fun of. <laughs> Pete Carroll was let go because Seattle said there's someone out there we want to move on from Pete for right now. Alabama always had a backup plan for Saban. Every year it just changes based on where those people go. And now Saban's leaving. They have someone eyed. Okay, but, okay a minute and a half left. Free roll, $1,000. I'm handing you $1,000. Every coach in America is even money. I need the three of you to place a bet on who the next head coach is at Alabama. Amal, we'll start with you. $1,000 free roll. Davo Sweeney. Dan, Scott Spritzer. Dan Lanning. I think he's gutsy, and I think he thinks he can handle the pressure. Oh, Dustin Sweetelson. I actually think it's Dabo Sweeney. He's sick of Clemson. That's cute. I'm all in Dustin. That's a cute answer. <laughs> the right answer. <laughs> I'm such a douche. <laughs> Pardon my language. <laughs> you, you said like, we'll be not I'm what sorry. we wanted to be. I would hire Dan Lanning. <laughs> no, yeah, it's exactly. That's, I would hire Dabo. Part of my language. Part of my language. The correct answer is the next head coach at Alabama is going to be Dan Lanning. I don't know why I have a like it. It's just that is going to be for some reason seeing him on TV on the national and he's a handsome guy. Like it's the whole thing is Dan Lanning. Uh, Somebody that, get Jimmy you know, Sexton stuff. on the phone. Yeah, we'll find out the answer. So <laughs> we, okay, so we think not Pete Carroll, not Bill Belichick. <laughs> I think it's Dan Quinn. Does, does Frank Wright get an interview? You guys, haven't mentioned Ron Rivera. Oh yeah. wait, no, no. You know who it is? Sorry, we missed the obvious. Ben Johnson. <laughs> I don't think that's crazy. <laughs> hey, Scott, we couldn't have picked somebody better to ride with us during breaking news Appreciate as it, the man. pro you are. So thank you so much. It's Doc Sports, DOCSports.com. Great job, Scott. Thank you very Thanks, much. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow here on Sharp Money. More on Nick Saban here on VSIN. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.